Welcome to Shoalhaven Youth Local, a show where we focus on everything local in Shoalhaven. From current events and community groups, to local history and the best places to be, and even our favourite local personalities. We've got you covered. So if you ever wanted to know son, where to go or where to volunteer even, from a youth perspective, then listen in. You might be surprised by what's just outside your front door. Shoalhaven Youth Local would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of you and country, the land on which this podcast is recorded, and pay our respects to elders past and present. Welcome to your daily dose of local and national happenings. And what's making waves out there with today's... Hot Topic. So for our Hot Topic today, we're introducing a new member of our crew. Welcome, Bailey. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> Um, so Bailey, what sort of things are you into? Um, I've recently taken up golf and I surf a lot. Oh yeah, that's that's cool. <laughs> so Bailey, we're both into sports. So I reckon we should take over this hot topic and talk about the state of origin that happened in the holidays. Um, yes, for sure. I'll kick off with the first question. What did you think of Freddie's picks for the New South Wales team? I honestly don't think that um, he should have dropped Paulo. I love Paulo. And Teddy, he should not have been playing. He should not have been playing in any of the games. He played so bad and don't don't like it. <laughs> I'm just going to jump in here. Um, I feel like Freddie picks the same players every single year. Um, we definitely need some fresh hands on the field. Yeah, for sure, Tedesco with that tackle with Toto down the s- sideline. Oh. No, sorry, Luai and Tedesco on that t- one-on-one, two-on-one tackle. Um, oh, he should have got him down. Yeah, they should have took him out him. over the sideline, but like instead they got cr- a try. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. And um, they're all Panthers players. Like, what's the go with this? Well, he used to play for Penrith and Roosters, so that, apparently that's all he's going to pick is them. So there's definitely clubs out there with way better selections. I'd like to see Blake Braley in there for the dummy half would be good. And putting see. Cook in, um, he was playing centre, wasn't he? He's not a centre. They've been putting their full back. Um, Freddie won't stop. Keeps picking full backs and putting them in with the forwards and mixing them around with the pack when they can't play there. So yeah, I think, they, like they have their positions yeah. where they can play and they are good at those positions. So put them where they can play. Wait, Wait. so it keeps losing. Yes, yes, I believe. Yes, it's, it is. Oh, Freddie's fault. Wasn't well, <laughs> the only sport that we keep losing a state of origin in? He keeps picking the old players. We need you know, new players for yeah. sure. And definitely with the Queensland team, I don't like them at all. No, neither. But they do have a few great players in there. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. The hammer. That's I the mean, one person from Queensland the, that I, like. I have that exact same feeling with the professional bull riding state of origin. Queensland have some amazing. Um, riders, and then the New South Wales team, yeah, they're great, but, I mean, we keep losing, which 
I feel like it's the same thing happening yeah. both in mm-hmm. both sets of state of origins. We keep losing to Queensland. If we lose, Freddie, I believe we'll win. Yeah, so I reckon definitely we will. needs to. Like be we did win the changed. last game, but that's still too it's late. one game. One game and too late. Yeah, exactly. Well, the state of origin isn't the only event that people have been getting really excited about. There's a whole Taylor Swift craze going on right now. And this is something that I'm not bothered by because my Taylor Swift craze, like, phase has been and gone in my early teens. But Bailey in Jamaica, I mean, it's around the sort of time that you guys are, like, <laughs> loving Taylor Swift. Although I can see that Jamaica is a no, I do, the I biggest like fan. I, I, do, I do like her. I'm just going to a lot of concerts before then. <laughs> She's not my top. One of my top, like, favourite artists. Um, yeah, well, she's definitely mine. I jumped in the ticket tech queue with millions of others and I eventually got tickets. So, yeah. <laughs> Worth it. Um, yeah, her new music I think's really good. What do you think, Jamaica, of it? I liked her old music better, I reckon. I mean, I was, like, she became a thing when I was around seven, so that was in 2008, and that was all music that I liked. As soon as, like, the song Look What You Made Me Do came out, she just changed, and for me, um, I pretty much think that fame pretty much went to her head, like, she became this, like, whole big thing, and, I mean, yeah, her music's great and stuff, but, I mean, to me, she's... Just a singer. There are so many other singers out there. I like other stuff now. I can't help it. I just like every one of her songs. I think she packs heaps of passion into it. And, yeah, she's just really Mm. creative and good. Mm. I'm Victoria and this is this week's Blast from the Past, All Things Local History. This segment has been proudly supported by the Brains Trust of local historian Kathy Dunn. So I am jumping in with the Milton Post Office. The post office first opened in January 1860 and it was originally not in its current location. It moved around a few times before it settled next to the old courthouse. It came about because many wealthy residents in Milton actually petitioned for it to be built and they'd been annoyed, I think, about always having to go to Ulladulla, which at the time was Boat Harbour, and there was a lot of people that were in favour of this new post office, although there were people against it, including David Warden, who was the Ulladulla postmaster, He fought against it a lot, I think, because he wants to keep control of the mail and everything. And, I mean, he didn't want someone else taking over his job. He actually claimed that most of Milton's residents couldn't read or write. And so he kept fighting to have Aladala be the only post office. In the end, the postmaster general decided that... He'd found the situation so funny that he was just going to let both happen. He was um, he granted the licence for the Milton Post Office and then he just continued the one for the Ulladulla Post Office, hence why we now have two. So 
It was designed by the government architect W.L. Verne and built by our very own James Poole. It was finished in 1880 and it was originally a single story building. The building was renovated twice, first in 1895 to add the half circle windows and gable roof and then the second story was built in 1904. It actually closed on the 20th of May last year and we now have our new post office in Milton which opened a few days later on the 23rd and it's on Watson Street. I'm really hoping just as like a young historian that they're going to um, restore the old building. It's a piece of history that I don't think that Milton can afford to lose. It's so precious and it's something that I feel that the next generation should learn about. It's Touchdown! With co-hosts Bailey and Jamaica. And we will be covering all the local sports. Everything from scores to how to get involved. Listen in if you want to know what's going on around the town in every season of the year. So today we have a special guest joining us. He's actually my little brother. So Axel, welcome. So Axel, on Friday you were the captain of the Milton public team and you competed in the Paul Kelly Cup. Can you please explain to us what the Paul Kelly Cup is? Yeah, it was an AFL match on a 70-metre field and you had three-thirds and there was forwards, mids and backs. So what is different about the AFL rules and the Paul Kelly Cup rules? So in AFL, if the ball goes out, like accidentally... It's a ball up, but in Paul Kelly Cup, if the ball goes out, even if it's not purpose, whoever didn't kick it out or handball it out, that's their ball. And in Paul Kelly Cup, you got a smaller field and the people in the forward line can only kick a goal. So what happens if it goes over a third? Sometimes in Paul Kelly Cup, the person, if you kick it over, say, the middle half, That means the other team gets it from where you kicked it from, but sometimes they let it go. And what happens if a mid or a back kicks a goal? The opposing team gets the ball from where they kick it. Um, What schools have you versed so far in the competition? So we versed Shell Cove and I think St Mary's and then Shell Haven and I can't remember the other one. So where have you played games so far? And is there another round if you won on Friday? We played two rounds and that means like four games in both rounds. And then we get to move on to go to Sydney in the and play in the GWS Stadium for the next round. And if we win that, we get the Paul Kelly Cup trophy. That's so cool. So how'd you go? So we won the uh, we won our first game. And then we won our second game, third game, and then we got into the finals against the Pool A. And they were a hard team. Uh, and we won We won it and kept their score down to seven and ours to 38. So, Axel, where do you go now that you've won? Uh, we got up to Sydney to play against... I think we've got four other rounds. Uh, yeah. 
Where do you play in Sydney? So we play at the GWS Stadium. Uh, it's a very big stadium. We played in it last year because our school made it there. But last year we only won two rounds and lost the third round, so we didn't make it to the finals. So hopefully we can make it to the finals this year. Cool. So thank you, Axel, for joining us and letting us interview you. You're welcome. Do you scroll through the streaming services not knowing what to watch? Welcome to the nerdy sci-fi movie, guys. Two nerds with a plan. To make sure that you... Watch the greatest films of all time. Basically, Marvel or Star Wars. Well, could there be others, potentially? Nope. Okay, Okay, let's roll. Hey, we're reviewing Loki today. What did you think of the characters? Well, I think that, like... For Loki is the main character of the show, as, like, the title of it would suggest. But he just feels like a side character because, like, Sylvie just feels like she's the main character of the show, even though it's Loki's show. Like, he just feels like he gets, like, sidelined for this new character to come in. I mean, she is Loki, though. Yeah, and also, like, yeah, he, but he dates himself, though. He literally dates a variant of himself, which is kind of narcissistic. But, um, yeah, it's like it just feels a little bit weird and, like, literally a character in the show points it out. Like, Mobius is like, oh, my God, you're dating a variant of yourself. You're so weird. Yeah, and also, like, he just feels like a very different character because so this was the version of Loki that was taken from the events of the first Avengers movie which means that he should be acting like he acted in the first Avengers movie, which he doesn't at all. He feels like a, like a really different character. Like, all of a sudden, he's some, like, good guy, even though, like, he watched a slideshow about what happened in his life and now all of a sudden he's a better person now. It's just... It's, it's kind of a bit weird because I just... think that... Like, that's because, like, he saw how he died, so that made him see, like, oh, like, the path that I went down is not the right path because that led me to death. So, so now he just, he's realising um, that, like, he needs to go on a better path. And I'm also going to jump seriously. in quickly. It wasn't because of, like, the path being, like, led to death. It was more that he saw the way his mum died and he absolutely adored Frigga. Like, she was everything to him. Um, she was his mother. That was what made him change. They were trying to, like, speed run through a character arc instead of, like, like I feel like a really good way of doing it would have been, like, to slowly, like, redeem him over the course of the show instead of just trying to, like, speed run through a character arc by showing him a little video of how his life would have played out. It's just kind of weird. But I think that overall, like, you, um, all the characters combined, not just him, it's great. Like, Morbius is, a, like, a really Morbius. good... Oh, my God. Morbius, shush, is a really good side character. He had some pretty funny moments in yeah, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson is a really good actor, I think. Uh, you know, ka-chow, but... Um... Wow. <laughs> anyway, but, yeah, and also, like, um, Sylvie was really good to... And I thought all the different variations of Loki, like the comic accurate one, the kid one, and the crocodile, like those were pretty cool to see. You know, I actually think that relationship between Sylvie and Loki was done very well and was pretty interesting. 
So yeah, I think that the characters were pretty good. Um, what did you think of the storyline? Did it make sense? Was it clunky? Did it make you think? Was it surprising? I thought it was pretty interesting and cool, like with the whole like um them going to like different universes and like stuff like that and times and like you know like I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty good, but it did feel like it dragged on a bit. Where and also there was this part in it where you could tell that the writers just, like, didn't know what they could do in a certain scene. They'd found their characters in, like, a weird situation and they had to find a way to, like, get them back into the story. So, like, on on Lamentus, like, everything is crashing down and there's, like... And all of a sudden, like, this branch comes out and that means that the TVA can find them and take them back. But... It was pre-established in the show that if you're, like, if you're in an event where, like, the world is ending, you can do whatever you want and it won't create a branched timeline. So that shouldn't have done anything. There shouldn't have been a branch there. They would they just couldn't figure out how to get them back to the TVA. Plot holes. Like, yeah. Valid criticism. Like, also, there's a part, like, in the same episode, I'm pretty sure, where, like, Loki just, like, uses powers that he has, like, never had before. That, like, he just, like, Maybe he lifts didn't use them a before. building with his mind. Maybe it's like he... a building is falling down on top of him and then he just lifts it casually with his mind and keeps running. Maybe he it's hasn't like, used that power before. So, damn, so. that power would have been useful before. Um, just I mean, use your maybe. telekinesis and throw Hulk off a balcony. It's like he was coming at him too fast, but like in all the building was coming at him pretty fast. It was falling on his face. Character developments, Jesus. and I would say that the writers only just decided that that yeah. was what he was going to be. Like and also, right there now. was like a scene where like Loki was fighting with basically someone who didn't have any powers, and he was like. He wasn't using his powers. He's fighting Sylvie, but she's, like, taking over someone else's body, which means that she doesn't have the powers. And Loki decides to swing a vacuum at them. It's like, what are you doing? I don't you think have he wanted superpowers. to hurt the, like, the person that Sylvie was... They were like, trying to kill him possessing. and he was literally hired to take them down. So that doesn't really make sense. To He's take like, them down can mean different things. Take them down can mean, like, <laughs> knocking them out and bringing them, like, somewhere. You know what I mean? Also, and it's just, like, the there was a moment where, like, buildings are, like, crashing down and, like, people are about to die because of all these asteroids and Loki's like, oh, no, all these people are going to die when literally, like, a few days later he was, like, in the Avengers movie like, killing a ton of people and just sending an army to New York. Like, five seconds ago, this man does not care about human lives and is just killing people randomly just because it's fun. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, these people are about to die from an Change of heart. Change of heart. A change of heart over watching his slideshow life. Anyway, uh, and also the special effects and action were incredible. I think that a lot yeah. of the action scenes were pretty good, you know. What about you? Yeah. How about you? I I thought they were good. Yeah, I don't really... Pretty. You thought I, they were mediocre. No, I just don't really have an opinion on that because I don't know anything about okay. special effects. Overall... Oh, my God. 
do. But anyway, uh, overall rating, I would give it an 8.5 out of 10. How about you? I think I'm going to go like a 6 out of 10. I think it's kind of overrated. It's the best Disney Plus Marvel series. Wait, actually, there was some more things I wanted to talk about. Like, um, so I feel like it, this isn't really the show's fault, actually, but, like, because they did it first in Avengers Endgame. But I just think the way they handled time travel was kind of boring. So in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if you time travel, it doesn't affect anything that happens in the future. That makes no sense. It's just like, no, I mean, I the way they explained it, it makes sense, but it's just kind of boring. It's like the fun of time travel is going, like, seeing how the butter, butterfly effect would spiral out of control and change everything. I just think it's like, it's like there's so many things they could have explored by doing that, and it was just kind of wasted potential. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Uh, I think that, like, it, it was kind of boring. It's because it's like, ooh, time travel. Like, there, there's going to be some, like, really cool things happening, like, when they travel back to the future, but they're just like, nah, man, like, we're just not going to do that. <laughs> Oh, future mm. does not change at all. When it's like in other movies, like Back to the Future, it's really fun, like because like there are things that change, like how Doc knew that he was time traveling and he would be at that moment. You probably have, don't remember, but yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Also, there was one little plot hole that I'm going to try and explain really quickly because it's, it's kind okay. of like complicated. It's okay. So basically, it's like there's one timeline, which means that there's like one way that things can play out during the show. But there were variants of Loki that didn't look like Loki, which was kind of weird because it's like that suggests they're from a different, like they're an old from an alternate universe. But they're saying in the show that before a certain point in the show, there wasn't alternate timelines and that was only created because He Who Remains died, which means that all of the variants should look like Tom Hiddleston because they're all being taken from the sacred timeline and alternate timelines didn't exist back then. At the end of the show, when they kill He Who Remains, that's meant to make their become a multiverse. So that's when all the alternate timelines came out. So there shouldn't have been variant Lokis that don't look like him. Maybe he got face surgery. (laughs) Plot holes. (laughs) I know. know, I'm just saying that as a joke. Like, what if he went to the doctor and said, "Hello, can I get plastic surgery?" And that was that was why he had to be taken out. And it's just it's it doesn't really make sense. I know. I I agree. I was just saying that as a joke. I wasn't being serious. Thank you so much for listening to us. We really appreciate. Uh, Have a great night. Love you. Bye. So that's it for another week. Thanks for listening to our show. Shoalhaven Youth Local is a show dedicated to sharing local info about the Shoalhaven from a youth perspective. If you want any information from the show, you can find it in our show notes at our podcast, Shoalhaven Youth Local. And don't forget to subscribe and share the show with all your favourite locals. Shoalhaven Youth Local is made possible with funding from the New South Wales Office of Communities and Justice. Catch you next time!